This is exactly right. Bananimals, this is a Bananas Minisode. I am Scotty Landis. I am Kurt Brownoller. This is where we take your bananas stories, tell our own mm-hmm. bananas stories, and everybody has a good time. How you doing, Scotty? Oh, I'm so good. I'm going to go get on a plane to see you in Denver in like two and a half hours. So I'm pumped. I'm getting a little so weekend vacay with my friend. I'm excited. Good. It's going to be fun. Feeling good? Yeah, feeling very good. Ran it again last night, and uh, I'm ready to. I'm ready to tape it and send it to bed. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> I think a lot of people. There are a lot of comedians that use the same material for a decade. You know, there are a lot of club comics that don't burn material, but it's yeah. uh, all my friends, including you, love to record specials so they can get rid of that material and move on to new stuff. It just gets depressing after a while, you know, like it's, it's like because I think like the oldest joke that's in here, I was thinking about it. There's two the oldest jokes that are in here are five years old. Wow. Which is like when I recorded my last special, right. it was like the first jokes I wrote after I recorded the special. So I've been doing them for five years yeah. and it just gets like depressing. And then there's a whole bunch of other stuff that's only like it's like new, more new or very new. Um, but yeah, so this is like an accumulation of five years of stuff I just want to say goodnight to. Heck yeah, and Denver's such a good comedy town. Denver, we love you. We love your green chili that you put in your burritos. A lot of coffee there. A lot of beer in Denver. Big craft brew town. It's just, it's a very cool city. I love that city. We like it. So I'm looking forward to having a a night. Well, you call it. You want to go first or second? How you feeling? I want to go second, pal. Okay. But knock it out. I'm going to go for two that, you know, I kind of compile the list of these things, and sometimes some slip between the cracks. Sometimes I switch depending on what yours is. So I'm going, these are a couple older stories that I still love. This one was sent in by Julia underscore Bovee, B-O-V-E-E. Thank you, Julia. Uh, text, text's gone wrong story for you. Listening to you guys right now, it reminded me of a time my sister got hit by a car. My sister Meredith was walking across the parking lot of her high school, careful not to mess up the anatomy diorama. <laughs> she pulled an all-nighter no. to finish. Yeah. No. We already like Meredith. Meredith was carefully carrying a bone diorama for her anatomy class ac- across the high school parking lot at Auburn High in Alabama. She legitimately pulled an all-nighter to finish this Crayola foam masterpiece with little toothpick label flags. I mean, Meredith's no. going... Full, full diorama. Uh, she was so focused on carefully crossing the parking lot that she didn't hear two uh, of her friends screaming to get out of the way as an SUV slammed into her at full speed. No. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> My sister rolled up onto the hood of the car, her diorama flying through the air. Her friends rushed over to see if, uh, if she was okay, and she was coming too. All she could ask is, was her diorama okay? 
Oh, no. It was not. Oh. Two, here's when it goes just full movie. Two okay. identical twins hop out and stand <laughs> up. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, circus is in town. Yeah, here we go. Two identical twins uh, hop out and just stand over her, staring at her while her friend starts screaming and calling 911. The guy who hit her was this douchey football player. I guess the twin who wasn't driving was a super nice guy. So there's one good twin. There's one <laughs> evil twin. That's probably always, always how it is. Yeah, that's yeah. probably always how it goes down. Um, so uh, the guy that was not driving super nice just whispered, I'm sorry. Oh, what? This is the weirdest story. It's such okay. a good banana story. <laughs> so she goes to the hospital, as high schoolers are wont to do, which makes me think that Julia is a murderino, because Karen will sometimes say, uh-huh. want to do. Students spread rumors over text all day as my sister recovers in the ER. These texts turn into her minor bruises and fractures into a much more severe injury. So word of mouth, basically. We're playing telephone. Right. One student texted her to ask if Meredith had broken her leg. Her friend went to reply that her leg was fine, but autocorrect changed it from fine to gone. Her leg (laughs) is gone. (laughs) Her leg is gone. Oh, wow. This is really escalating. Yes, it's going crazy. So the rest of the day... The entire high school was mourning Meredith, whose leg was now gone. (laughs) Not only did people think her leg was gone, half the school just thought she was dead. (laughs) One of her friends burst into tears uh, in first period and could barely get through the day. And in case you need an ending, Julia, thank you so much for this. One year after, on her birthday, uh, Meredith went to tweet, quote, Shout out to everyone who hit up the birthday girl, which got autocorrected before she sent it to syphilis to everyone who hit up the birthday girl. (laughs) (laughs) I couldn't have gotten through this year without God by my side. And that made me so happy. That's so good. Syphilis. I love that. Syphilis to everyone who hit up the birthday girl. (laughs) And a bit of gonorrhea. Yes. (laughs) Oh, man. Oh, I love that so much. Good, Good details. Well told, Julia. Have you ever heard there's a This American Life that's so amazing about a comedian Mm -hmm. who got sick? I think he had gout and didn't take care of it or something and went into the hospital. And I won't and I I, you you kind of know from the beginning. But uh, he on his Facebook page, for some reason, like there was just like an update yes. about like how he was doing, yes. and then underneath that, someone was just like R.I.P. Like yes. they thought he had died, and then the entire like Chicago comedy community started eu- eulogizing him on this Facebook. Oh page. no! And then his parents kept coming <laughs> in, going, "He's not dead. Stop doing this. Yeah. This is sick." Yeah. You know, but no one was reading the comments before. They were just seeing the first one, R.I.P., yes. and then would like write their whole long eulogy. It is an amazing episode. And then they interview the guy about essentially having seen his funeral yeah. bef- without having died because yeah. he was in a coma. So he came out of the coma and he's like, everyone thought I was dead. And look at all these nice things everybody said about me. Yeah. It was pretty cool. This is probably more of like a dollop type of story or whatever. But I know that wasn't that the case with the guy Nobel that the Nobel Peace Prize is named after? Oh, really? Yeah. He created nitroglycerin, I think. And then right. it turned into dynamite and then the nazis used it and so there was a false report and this is this is me thinking back 15 years so i might be getting this totally wrong but honestly Uh who gives a shit 
Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's a minute. Maybe 20. Guys, we are not fact checkers. <laughs> no. If you're coming here for your history lesson, you are in the wrong place. Oh, that is right. But I'm pretty sure they there was a misprint obituary for Nobel that said, like, Merchant of Death dies at 76. And he read oh. it and he was still alive. Oh. And he realized that his legacy was a legacy of death yeah. and destruction. So he gave a ton of his money towards the peace prize and to like innovations in science and peace. I'm pretty sure that is true. And oh, if yes. not, it's a great that explanation. Okay, great. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean I do know that he was like it was driven by guilt because he had created yeah. this nitroglycerin and then yeah. Um, um, that's crazy, right? Oh, I love I it. have yeah. so I have two stories. Give it to me. Okay. Would you rather hear I'm gonna give you a dealer's choice. Would you rather hear oh, a this. autocorrect story or a hitting someone with a car story? Autocorrect. Okay, good. So, because I was going to do this with other guests that ended up having to cancel. But so, about four years ago, you and I live on the east side of Los Angeles. For those who have mm-hmm. never been to Los Angeles, it's extremely wide. So, if you're having to go to an audition like Kurt Wood or having to go to a pitch like he and I sometimes have to do, a lot of times they're across the city, right? A lot of times they're in Santa Monica. And there's mm-hmm. specifically, there's this place called the Water Gardens that sucks. Amazon's there. Hulu's right next to it. So one day, and it's always at oh. 4.30 yes. on a Friday afternoon. So it'll take a full hour and 15 minutes to get there. And so I always leave two hours early. So I leave early one morning. It's like a 9 a.m. pitch to Hulu. And I'm going over there, and I get a call from a friend, and she's crying. And her husband told her that morning that he wanted a divorce. Wow. And so I'm driving to a pitch. And so, you know, you try to stay focused. Plus, I'm driving. But I'm also there for my friend. So I'm going, it's fine. You're going to be okay. And she's she's just really, really upset. She didn't see it coming at all. And I was, like, just trying to be as supportive as I can. And I also wasn't trying to rush her off the call. Yeah. So I yeah. get outside of Hulu, and I'm parking at a meter before going into the parking garage because I didn't want to lose reception. And I'm like, I'm like, oh, God, I have, like, five minutes. And then I have two minutes. And then I'm like, I really have to walk in the door now. And so uh, I, ha- I lose reception going. I'm like, hey, I got to go on this pitch. So I'm texting with her on the elevator going, I'll call uh-huh. you back after. I'll call you back after. And she writes to me. <laughs> She goes, Does, did everybody see this coming? Am I crazy? And I go, no, no, no. And she goes, I mean, am I crazy? Like, do, Have you guys like known this for a long time? And I was, felt so bad. And then I see my producing partners. And as I'm walking up, I text, at the end of the day, you're unstoppable. And I walk in and I pitch. And my phone is blowing up in my pocket as I'm pitching. So it's just buzzing, not ringing. <laughs> so at when you... <laughs> I've oh all- my god! I have a guess. I have yes, a guess, yes. But I'm not going to say it yet. Okay. Yes. So. I'll let you guess is. before I drop it. Um, and so I've always said to people, you know, you're really good at pitching in Los Angeles when your phone is buzzing and you don't stop talking and you don't get distracted. So I'm just hammering yeah. through. The pitch is going well. We get out, shake hands, go get the valet, do the whole dance. I pull my car out, open my phone. It's all from her. Missed calls and everything. And I had texted to her at the end of the day. What's your guess? At the end of the day, you're unlovable. So close. <laughs> so close. At the end, so she thought everybody thought she was crazy for not seeing this divorce coming and wondered if all our friends did. So my last message to her was, at the end of the day, you're unstable. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> and she was like, what does that mean? Why and would you no response for a 45 minute just like, oh. like dunked on her and then was like, peace out. <laughs> um, I called her back after and she actually was like mad for a second, but then laughed really hard. But yeah, it was such, I mean, I was trying to be like, you're, you're you were, unbeatable. Oh my God, that's such a nice thing to say. Yeah, you're unstoppable. At the end of the day, you're unstable. <laughs> <laughs> so. Did everybody see this coming? Well, at the end of the day, you're unstable. <laughs> <laughs> Whoopsie oh, daisy. So Years have passed. They're much happier now. Um, all right. I got one. You ready? Hit me up, buddy. Uh, this was sent in by Sustainable Sin- Sydney. Okay. I was about to say Cindy, but it's Sydney, like the place in Australia. Mm-hmm. Sustainable Sydney. Uh, I have a Bananas Hometown story for you involving pranks and a mannequin. Okay. It's Friday, and I am tired, <laughs> so here we go. Oh, I grew boy. up in suburban New Jersey. Shout out, Kurt. Thank you very much. There you go. And my neighborhood always had fun traditions around the holidays. A lot of neighborhoods around me would do one around Halloween where you would pass a candy dish from home to home filled with wrapped candy. Okay. The house that got booed, that's what they called it, would take some candy out and put some of their own candy in the dish and leave it on the next neighbor's step in the middle of the night when they couldn't get caught. Sounds uh, fun. Here's the, here's the best one. A similar tradition started about 15 years ago when one of my neighbors got their hands on a department store mannequin. <laughs> okay. They named her Holly, and every year around Christmas time, she would start naked on someone's front lawn, and you had to add a piece of Christmas-themed clothing or Christmas decorations on her and pass her off to the next house without getting caught. Fantastic. Let me tell you, it's a lot harder to be sneaky with a mannequin <laughs> that never wanted to keep all her limbs on it than it was to be sneaking around with a dish of <laughs> Halloween candy. My family has since moved out of the neighborhood, but I hope somewhere around Christmas time there are hollies being passed around from home to home. Boy, I love and that. she sent a picture of the mannequin. Is a mannequin leaning up against the front door like it's dead, <laughs> just with like a Santa's hat on. Oh, I like that. that is, I love that. Me too. Oh man, I want to start. I want to start something like that in my neighborhood because I have like a kind of a tight knit little. There's a lot of you kids. Kids neighborhood here. Okay, you know, there's like. Four families, all with kids uh, under four. Yes, um, it'd be cool to like start something like that here. I think it's know? a great idea. I think you could I definitely it. do it there. And I think uh, the only thing that'll blow it is you'll have to make rules around ring cameras and all those sort of. Everybody's right. got surveillance now, so it'll have to yeah. be something. Everyone has surveillance. Oh, it's and crazy! I heard this crazy thing, oh, dude. Oh boy, that ring. Ring is owned by Amazon. Okay. And then Amazon also has cameras on their delivery trucks oh boy. as well. Oh boy. So now Amazon has like a complete surveillance state combined with the ring and with their uh, trucks. Yes. And so it's like they are essentially like they have all the, the all the information is like just constantly recorded. It's so it's so crazy. Anyway, that's not what bananas is about. No. It's not about worrying we're about, not the, about end of the, the ring. World. Yeah, we're not about the ring state. <laughs> no. We're not. But I will tell you this, this will make you feel better. Okie dokie. Scotty knows this of course. Mm-hmm. But my uh, so my mom was given a concrete goose yes. when I left for college. <laughs> Yes. Her friend Tammy gave it to her. Uh, and the concrete goose is like a southern and a Midwest thing. Yes. But no one in New Jersey did it. For sure, no. It was very strange. And if you've never seen it, it's like some people say it's a duck. I've always called it a goose. I think it's but a then ghost. when we, But I don't know because then when, we, when I saw those, um, that duck 
fashion show in Australia that we posted about. <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh, that duck looks a lot like my goose. Well, yeah. So maybe it's one of those tall necked ducks. It's all birds um, to me, baby. They're all birds to me. So, uh, so she had this, and they, there's a cottage industry of people who make clothing of course. for this 50-pound yeah. concrete goose. Yes. And my mom just, she loved it. Like, she loved to go to craft fairs and stuff like that. So she would buy, I, she, like, made, I think, like, 60 to 100 outfits for the goose. I mean, and she so would change awesome. them every single day. It was like the stand-in for me yeah. when I left, yes. you know? So she just had this goose and would change the outfit every uh, morning before she went to work, which is intense. That's right? cool. Yeah. And then she got a letter... <laughs> dropped off I one, know this. and so she did it for years yeah. she did it for years and years and years and she was just like the crazy goose lady and then she got this like beautiful letter dropped off saying i drive this way once a week with my mom yes taking her to chemotherapy and the only bright spot on the entire trip is to see what the goose is wearing that day. Oh, thank you for the past two years. You've given us a bright spot. How nice! And I is was that? like, "This is it's the best." And so nice. when my mom died, also of cancer, uh, I inherited the goose. Yes, you did, and a little tiny one that we call Ryan Gosling. <laughs> and uh, and so then I shipped. I, I like drove across country with the goose. Yeah, and now it sits on my front porch, and I've been changing its out. I haven't. All summer, it's been one outfit, but I, I should change it right after this. Yeah. But uh, if anybody's got a concrete goose out there, shout out to me on the banana yeah. DMs. I would love to see your 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 goose costume. Let's see how you dress it up. I love that. Yeah. You, I remember when you did that, like you were taking photos when you were driving across the country with the goose places. And then when I talked yeah. to you when you moved here and got here, you were like, this thing weighs like 40 pounds and it was oh. like way harder to do than it looked you weren't just like grabbing a plastic figurine and being like we're at the st louis arch no and we stopped at this place in kansas it was like middle of the country in kansas and it was a a rock formation yeah. in the middle of a cornfield that was just like a natural rock formation and one just happened to be like a <laughs> a very specific oval shape yeah. that was very reminiscent of a of a body part and uh and i was like oh this will be funny it's like the goose is being birthed here and so i placed the goose in this like slit okay uh oh, and boy. then took and I, I literally and the wind was whipping because it's kansas there's no trees or anything like that and Not it's coming through kansas. this little nope. slit like pretty intensely mm -hmm. and uh and so i just go to take the photo and as i touch the button the goose gets knocked over and its neck snaps in <laughs> half <laughs> whoopsie I will post the photo when this comes out on the main feed because um, I got it. I got the photo before it went. It tipped over. That's so so now the goose has like a what looks like a crazy tattoo where I like glued it. Hey, back that's together. cool. I'll, I'll make it a little neck brace. That's what I'll give yeah. you that for Christmas. I'll make a little foam neck brace. Oh, remember when Heather Lawless used to sometimes wear a neck brace to do stand up in New York? <laughs> This was a really great comedian, old friend of oh, ours, old alt she's comic, so funny. and she would come on these variety shows often when she was the only female comic uh, on the lineup. Yeah, there was yep. uh, during that shit era, 
and uh, and she would just wear a neck brace and just talk about that she wore to keep her head up (laughs) and like (laughs) like hey I'm just trying to keep my chin up and get back out god it was the stupidest funniest thing and she has such a southern accent and it's so fun I remember she used to have a bit too where she was like brushing her teeth but like raccoons were trying to attack her from below and so she's talking but like fighting off imaginary raccoons behind her it's so funny she's so funny that story uh, we'll get into it on another episode but my my buddy Brendan is from Germany and he told me about a local tradition not unlike Holly the mannequin only it involves wearing a shot glass around your neck on a necklace and going to your neighbor's houses and I'll save it for the next mini-sode where we have a big drinking thing or a German thing because it is a very good story and I had forgotten it completely until this moment look at that well we did it again that's been our mini-sode folks uh, please send your uh, your personal banana stories. Yeah. Uh, DM them to us on the Bananas Podcast mm-hmm. on Instagram, or you can email them, the Bananas Podcast at gmail.com. Thank you, Scotty. Thank you, Curdy B. I'll see you in Denver this weekend. Break both legs. It's going to be amazing. Hey. Bananas. This has been an Exactly Right production. Produced and engineered by Katie Levine. Theme music by Kahan. And all of our artwork is done by Travis Millard. You can follow us on Instagram at The Bananas Podcast, where we post stories every day and things that we don't cover on the podcast. Listen, subscribe, and please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcast. And if you're interested in advertising on Bananas, please email us at thebananaspodcast at gmail.com. That's thebananaspodcast at gmail.com. 